Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. You know, there are a lot of things in this world, folks, that uh, Josh decides to yell at me before we start all queued up. Uh, that one was probably one of the grossest ones. Uh, You're so, welcome. hey guys, welcome welcome to All Queued Up, where Josh uh, cues me in to start talking with the uh, most random shit he can think of, and sometimes it throws me completely off my game, like just now. So, there's that. Um, I'm Greg You're Dietz, welcome. You're welcome. With me, with me always is Josh Fisher. What was your God. name again? Greg Greg Deeds, I think. <laughs> Can I call you L? <laughs> if you want. I don't really want to. Oh, man. oh boy. How you so, doing? Uh, so uh I'm doing alright. This is uh for anyone listening, this is this is uninhibited, the uh just discussion show that Josh and I do where we just kind of shoot the shit for an hour and a half. Uh, welcome. If this is your first episode, what Josh and I normally do on this podcast is we take two shows from an internet streaming platform, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, what have you. We watch both shows in their entirety and uh, give our thoughts and impressions and a grade at the end. However, uninhibited is not that. So um, if it's not what you're looking for, feel free to check out our other episodes. Um, but if uh, if this is what you're looking for, stick around. We'll have some fun conversations. Yeah, um, yeah. So there was something I wanted to bring up to you, Josh. Okay. Uh, very recently here, I I was reading... I was, I was on Twitter. So as you know, I DoorDash. And because my dad is the driver and I'm the deliverer... I'm the legs, he's the wheels. Um, As it says... Uh, I get to look at, I just get to scroll Twitter all day, essentially. And I came across a Kotaku article that really fucking threw me for a loop. Um, it basically was discussing the whole idea that the name Metroidvania to describe a genre is stupid. And that the reason it's stupid is because, um, It is. It's. It's not descriptive enough of what the genre is, and that it only is. It. It only makes sense to people within the video game sphere. Okay, I'm but, following. But the way that he describes the whole article, the way he describes the whole fucking like, or the, not the article, the way he describes it in the article, is that basically it's a portmanteau, which he uses that word a lot. Um. Which is all that basically means is two phrases mashed together. But oh, it's, he's like, I'm aware of what a portmanteau is. That descriptor wasn't for you, Josh. It was for oh. anyone who didn't know. Um, he uh, he basically was like, it's really stupid because it's a portmanteau of two other portmanteaus. Because Metroid means Metro and Android, and then Castlevania is Castle and Transylvania. I'm just like, yeah, and? Your fucking point? 
Such um, hard-hitting journalism you get from Kataku. Well, I wouldn't say it was journalism. It was definitely a, an opinion editorial piece, uh, which is fine. I don't have a problem with a news organization doing an editorial opinion piece. They've done that for fucking ever. My issue is, like, what, like, what is to gain, what is to be gained from this particular opinion? Like, what does it matter? Because I don't think the term Metroidvania is used outside gaming circles. It's not. I've, I've never used that phrase to anybody who didn't know what that, I don't use that phrase to my parents when explaining what, what game I'm playing. Exactly. So I'm just like, I'm sitting there thinking, like, who is he, who is he trying to say that we, like, it was just such an odd opinion. Who is he catering to? What is his audience? Because only gamers are going to be reading that anyway. Right. Yeah, that's another thing. But my, my, the reason I bring this up is because my, my question to you, Josh, is, is have there been, um, any other, articles that you've seen that just had like the weirdest fucking opinions that you can think of off the top of my head no i can't name anything in specific but i know there have been and most of them come from kataku yeah well. um, i tend to well, not read a lot of video game articles though because I most times time most times the authors try to come off as, you know, like they know exactly what they talk about, and nine times out of ten they just come off as pretentious douchebags. Um, yeah. Because they're, quote-unquote, in the industry. Um, there was a, there was an article recently uh, by, about um, uh, Dr. Disrespect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I don't know if you heard about the story which happened to him. So, just to give you a little context to this conversation, uh, Doctor Disrespect is a streamer on 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 Twitch, and he's been doing this for a very long time. And uh, personally, uh, I can't stand the fucking guy. It's fair. I'm not a big fan either. But, um, his entire bit on on Twitch is he basically plays a wrestling heel. The character that Guy Bomb plays, Dr. Disrespect, is a character that you would see as a quote-unquote bad guy in wrestling. This is true. He's, in, he's intentionally uh, uh, contradictive, not contradictive, but uh, uh, confront, confront, confrontational. Confrontational, thank you. Controversial. Um, controversial. He, do, like, he is a fucking wrestling heel. Like, that's his character. But it's not an enjoyable wrestling heel at all. Not Didn't for. say it was. I'm just specifying that as the bit. Yeah, yeah. But it is massively popular on Twitch. Because like, this dude is, like, his low numbers are still in the five digits. Oh, I know. Um. So, so even, like, he, he, he was uh, off Twitch for a while a few years ago because um, he was basically caught cheating. He, he mm -hmm. slept with, like, two different women. I want to say, mm -hmm. and uh, he um, he came on Twitch on his channel for like a minute, maybe two minutes, and basically was out of character and just like, I'm really sorry to my community, I'm really sorry to my wife and everybody involved, and I need I why need time in the to blue fuck would he even apologize to his community? Who because he was shit? taking 
Because he was taking time away to be oh, with his family. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to you guys I, for you I'm, giving me your money uh, so I can take some time off because I need to hit work on my marriage or my wife's going to have all of your money instead. Fuck you. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not justifying it or, or excusing it away. I'm just, I'm just the messenger here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, uh, in the process of all this, he was explaining that, um, uh, or like during that scene, he basically explained, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be on Twitch for like a while. I think it was like almost six weeks he wasn't on Twitch. Yeah, it wasn't very, very long, though. But he started doing like quick ads on on uh, on Twitter. On, uh, yeah, Twitter. Uh, maybe his Facebook page. I don't fucking know. But he also started uploading like those same videos that he was uploading to social media sites on his Twitch account, like as videos. And they were just little like clips of him like laughing in the distance and then like a date of when he would come back. And I'm not joking, the day that he came back, he had over 100,000 viewers. Like, shit that fucking charity events get. Yeah. It was insanity. Shit that that well-known charity events get. Yeah, like fucking... uh, Games Done Quick quick. and... Which, by the way, fucking... Broke $3 million. Yeah, they raised $3 million over their last event, which just occurred in the past week and a half. And congratulations awesome. to them. That is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I feel good uh, if I raise 200 for my little shit, you know, that I do. Well, you're also not a fucking seven days straight charity event run by hundreds of people. <laughs> no, no, I'm just a guy. A one-legged guy. I'm 80% yeah. of a man. <laughs> and I'm doing a hundred percent of the work, exactly. And uh, um, you know, but it doesn't matter. Is- We're all trying to make a difference. They're just far more well organized and have the doing it since infrastructure so. and the experience. Yes, exactly. I don't feel inferior to them. Fucking awesome! They raised three million dollars. Yeah, for uh, Doctors Without Borders, by the way, which is. An awesome organization. Always yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. That's great. Um, but, the, but the reason I bring up the Dr. Disrespect situation is because, and, and like, he, he when he came back, he'd been streaming kind of, you know, regularly since then. And uh, one of his bits, one of his character's bits, is that he won two different video game tournaments a long time ago. Doesn't specify what they are. He just He's just the two-time champion. Um, which, in my mind, is very wrestling heel. Like to constantly mm-hmm. gloat about being champion twice and not specify, mm-hmm. um, which I do give respect in that regard. Like I'm like that's fine if you're playing a wrestling heel, it's okay. My issue is that he takes the he takes the character outside of Twitch. Yeah, he does, and he he brings the character onto social media. Not even the wrestling heels in the WWE do that shit. Um, so it's very bizarre to me to see that, and he brought the character to E3. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought, okay, this could be interesting if he does it, like, a little bit on the the floor. Non-stop. And kind of makes it, but it was non-stop. It was so bad that his director, who, I don't completely put it on his director by any of the stretch of the imagination, they decided to film in the bathroom. Now... 
outside of the whole like legality of it, which it's le- it's illegal to film inside a bathroom in California, and it is it is against TOS on Twitch to film inside a bathroom. So those are two major things. But even not knowing that, the common fucking courtesy of for- filming in a, of not filming in a bathroom should have been priority. And what do they do? Not once, not twice, but three times? Film inside a fucking bathroom. Jesus. So his channel gets gets banned. Good. Or at least it seemingly got banned. Um, like, you couldn't find it on Twitch. Like, it was just gone. And he, he had his E3 badge revoked. Good. Um, now, here's the thing. Uh, Kotaku, Polygon, IGN, everybody was reporting that Dr. Disrespect, monumentous fucking Twitch channel, is now banned for filming inside a bathroom at E3. And all the fucking fans were just sitting there like, oh, this is bullshit, this is terrible, this shouldn't happen. And, uh, you know, everyone else was just like, no, he should absolutely be punished. Yep. 100%. You violate and, terms uh, of service of what your, what your major source of income is, and you do it repeatedly and willingly and knowingly, you deserve the punishment you're dished. Well, according to him, and according to them, they didn't know that it was illegal in California to film in a bathroom. And I get that. If you're not from California, you might not know California's laws in that regard. But it is against terms of service on Twitch, though, and that's something he absolutely should have known as long as he's been... I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with Fuck you. That especially, especially his producer and director should have absolutely known that shit. Fucking his chat was yelling at him, don't go into the bathroom. It is against TOS. Somebody well, is reading his chat. his fucking chat anyway. So, one of his production crew was reading the chat. Dude, he has so much fucking money. He had, he had like five people working behind the camera. Oh, yeah. He had two cameramen who were, who, and, and then there was somebody in like a small, like mobile booth switching cameras. And then there was somebody, like there was moderators in chat. There was people, like there was a crew. There was absolutely yeah, a yeah. fucking crew. And everybody, uh, like, somebody should have said something, but nobody was saying anything. Like, the first time they went in the bathroom, it should have been a straight up, don't do it again, it's against TOS, like, you may not have known, slap on the wrist. I'm totally okay with that. Totally okay with a slap on the wrist if you legitimately didn't know that it's against TOS to film in a bathroom. Yep. The fact he had done it two more times, I'm like, who the fuck is not reading chat? Who's not paying attention? Who doesn't know TOS? Um, and then on top of that, uh, you know, he, he completely goes dark. After everything was said and done, he goes dark. A couple days after E3, he tweets out, um, mistakes happen. Uh, like, it was basically like, from mistakes that happen, we make highlights or something like that. Basically saying that even though he had his badge revoked and even though he got banned off Twitch, they're still going to do a highlight video for YouTube. Which I was like, that's a weird timing to say that, but okay. Um, now, of course, I even got an argument on Twitch with a guy, or I'm sorry, on Twitter with a guy who was just basically, like, trying to defend Dr. Disrespect up and down, and I was just like, no, you don't get it. He broke a rule. He deserves to be punished. The severity of that punish can be argued, but not the punishment itself. Because he was sitting there saying, like, he shouldn't be banned off Twitch and blah, blah, blah. I was like, he should absolutely face some kind of punishment. Do I believe for a fucking second that Twitch is going to completely ban one of their biggest money makers off of the platform? Fuck no. They're not stupid. Of course they're going to keep him on because he makes them a shit ton of money. 
But mm-hmm. he should absolutely be punished. He should absolutely be put through the ringer, both socially and through Twitch, because of it. Now, he, of course, he didn't get caught by any kind of law enforcement or anything like that, so whatever. But he deserved to have his channel banned for a short period of time. Should it have been longer, in my opinion? Absolutely. How how long was the ban? Uh, two weeks. Uh, should have been 30 days minimum. I would prefer 90 days, but yeah. Yeah, same here. Um, but apparently, according to what I've read, according to what I understand, Guy Bomb actually like had an interview with the CEO of Twitch, and it was basically like, you break another fucking TOS rule, and we're completely banning your channel, period. So, he's a little bit on thin ice. Now, does that mean that he couldn't go to another platform and bring his entire fan base? Oh, he absolutely could. YouTube, Mixer, whatever. Um, but he knows the severity of losing Twitch. Like, he does. He, I mean, <clears throat> he could move to Mixer, but he's not going to bring that entire fan base. No, no. And he won't, have the, he won't have the same income that he gets right now either. No. So, he, he knows. And I think that that's, in a sense, decent punishment. I feel like the, the fucking... Suspension should have been a lot longer, but what the fuck ever oh, about Twitch. I agree. Um, that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that... Uh, the point is he, that Dr. Disrespect is a fucking disrespectful douchebag, and he should be called Dickhead Douchebag. Fuck him. That's the point. <clears throat> How you feel about him is exactly what the emotion he wants to invoke. Yeah, um, but I'm not going to... Watch him and contribute to his numbers, because that's what he wants. He wants numbers. He wants revenue. Sure. I can hate him from afar and not give him a dime. Fuck him. My, my point, Josh, is that when you hate the character Dr. Disrespect, you're essentially hating a character. No, no. I hate, the, I hate the dude that's doing this shit, because he's thinking he can get away with this shit just because of his following, just because of his numbers. He's not above that shit. I would argue that that's not necessarily the case, um, to a to an extent. I don't think that he thinks he can get away with it, but I do feel that he thinks that he can get away with more than other people. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a better way to put it. I agree. Um, he there are certain things that he does in character because he has two different twitches. He has or twi- twitches, twitters. He has his personal one, guy bomb, and he has Doctor Disrespect. And in the Guy Bomb one, he, like, tweeted out, he was like, here's everything that I want to apologize about the E3 situation. And he basically laid it all out, was just like, I'm sorry that this happened, I'm sorry that I filmed in a bathroom and you guys had to see that, I didn't know that that was against Twitch TOS, my director didn't tell me, my producer didn't tell me they have been fired, Um, yada, 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 yada. And it seemed like a genuine, sincere apology, but it also (sighs) had that aura of, like, oh, well... Like, like, like a I fucking still, sitcom, like, that's disrespect, and then, like, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I still don't give him a pass, because he is the user. He is the one who agreed to the terms of service, not his director, not his fucking manager or anything like that. He is the one responsible for his actions and him alone, you know, whether he wants to listen to their advice or not. He should have known terms of service from the get-go because he didn't start out with millions of followers. He started out with zero followers like the fucking rest of us. 
Yeah, I, in, my, in my personal opinion, for any any Twitch streamer, if you break TOS, you deserve to be punished because guess what? Terms of service is a big thing in general. People if have you been, don't know, small timers have gotten lifetime bans for showing their feet on camera. Yeah, and not in a sexual manner, just showing their fucking bare feet on camera. So, some have, some men have gotten ban- lifetime bans on Twitch because they had their shirt off. Yeah, like. Trust me, I get it, and and from and I and I have to put it from this the sake of like Twitch is trying to run a business that makes money. If you know you have a you have a star that's making you money that makes a mistake that can be rectified by an apology, you kind of let them make the apology and you just get them back on the platform as fast as possible. But I do understand, like, I do agree with Twitch, like giving him a fucking. Very thin rope to stand on now. Um, like, stick to what made your channel popular. Just stream video games, bud. Yeah. Don't do a fucking in-real-life stream anymore. Like, that shit did not work out for you. So, but anyway, I digress. Because the point I'm getting at. The character of Dr. Disrespect is intentionally confrontational, intentionally instigating reactions from people, correct? Mm-hmm. So when he tweets out something that is in that vein, do you say anything? No. I don't respond to him. I do not respond to him. I don't follow the guy on social media. I can't fucking stand the dude. I don't like his character that he portrays. I don't like anything I've seen about him personally. I have no emotional attachment to the guy. And so he, so so the character of Doctor, uh, the, the character himself, tweeted out making fun of Jason Schreier of Kotaku. Okay. So, I'm familiar with the name of Jason Schreier. He writes a lot of articles for Kotaku. And, you know, uh, he's not the best journalist in the video gaming uh, coverage out there, but let's hear this. I'm interested to see where this goes. He was basically making fun of Jason Schreier. He pulled a fucking full-on, and I keep using the reference because it's true, wrestling, wrestling heel instigating tweet. Like, you've seen wrestling heels go to the extent of impersonating another uh, uh, a face to piss them off, right? Oh, yeah. He did that. He literally did that in a tweet. What does Jason Schreier do? If he had any sense about him, nothing. Nope. He responds. Oh, no. He took the bait. He took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. He not only, he was like, he was like, I've been wanting you on the podcast for a long time. Um, uh, We can even record it from a bathroom if that makes you feel comfortable. I'm like, no, no, Jason, no, dude, no. What are you doing? He's feeding the troll. You're giving him what he wants, man. (laughs) It was nuts, dude. Like, it was fucking crazy. And, and then the, I the only the way that would make any sense is if they're working together to build that up. What, I what, mean, what I wrestling it. fans would refer to as a work. Or uh, right. wrestling insiders, I'm sorry. Well, that's another thing is that in, in the wrestling biz... There are people that fall for shit really easily and believe shit really easily, and they're called marks. Yep. I can't fucking tell you how many marks there are out there because of what Dr. Disrespect does. 
it is fucking unfathomable to me how many people just read his shit and go like, he's actually an asshole. He's actually trying to say this negative shit. He's being a bully. And I'm like, no, no, stop. There was a whole article. I think it was Kotaku. It might've been Polygon about Dr. Disrespect and how he treats people. And I'm just like, you gotta fucking stop. <laughs> you gotta stop. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm sad that the few people that listen to our show are gonna feel worrying about my disdain for the guy because normally I wouldn't say shit about him, but fucking. Well, the reason I'm bringing him up overall, the reason I'm, that I'm, I'm talking about this is, to me, the overarching story is fascinating. It's it's interesting to me that a character like this on Twitch could gain so much popularity and so much fame that the fucking character played by the guy can get away with borderline fucking murder and still have his follower base and still have his Twitch channel. Yeah. Like, it is it is, it is crazy to me. Like, the character himself started off on Twitch just being kind of that instigate bag you see in video games. Mm -hmm. He disrespected his opponents. And I went, Okay, whatever, fine, I don't care, whatever, do your thing, man, I'm not gonna watch, I don't fucking care. And that was it. But then he's taking it outside of Twitch, and I'm just like, is that the best move? Is that honestly the best move you want to take there? I mean, could you imagine, Josh, for example, if you and I created two characters that um, were really into fucking, I don't know, Bob Ross. And we made bits on Twitch, or Twitch, uh, YouTube. Like, we did little sketches and, and, or whatever. And then all of a sudden, we were just like, we took that outside of the bits that we did, the sketches that we did on YouTube outside of that. That would be so weird, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Point is, the point I'm getting at, the, the reason I bring this up overall is it's fascinating to me, it's interesting, but what's more fascinating than anything is just how many fucking marks there are. How many people are just fucking falling for it. And I, I'm just interested by it. I think it's... Maybe it's a morbid curiosity, a fascination, but... People are very, very quick to react and post without thinking. They don't slow down and think about things and think about it rationally or critically at all. They just want to react. React, react, react. Some people do it on purpose. Some people want to feed the beast. Uh, some people are just naive. Um, but regardless, we live in a very reactionary society and the internet you know, it just fuels it on a daily basis. I can't imagine how, how his numbers are going to look when he comes back after this situation. Oh, they'll probably improve once again. Like, he's been off Twitch for weeks now. And he's doing ads, little ads, where he's going to come back on, like, the 10th or some shit. He's keeping his name relevant. And he's, he's building keeping, up no, he's, anticipation. He's keeping the brand going. Mm -hmm. He's absolutely keeping the brand going. Like, Gary Witta, 
who is a writer. Um, he's wrote a couple Star Wars books. He did the movie Book of Eli, uh, Walking Dead, some Marvel stuff. He he was a co-writer on Last Jedi. He tweets out, Sigh, I was ready to accept the Dr. Disrespect apology, but now he's taking personal shots at legit journalist and good guy Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier doesn't need me to defend him, so I'll, so I'll say... So I'll say humor at the expense of others is what bullies do, and basically fuck off with that shit. I'm just like, Gary, bud, come on, dude. Now you're feeding into it. (sighs) God. Humor at the expense of others, you know, I mean, that's comedy. That's, you know, that's always going to be a thing. But just stop feeding the trolls. Stop feeding internet trolls. That's it's simple. Yeah, it's. I guess I guess it's not just curiosity on my part, but it's also fucking. It's uh. Just disbelief that people still do the shit. It's frustrating. It's fucking absolutely frustrating. Oh, one hundred percent. Because like all I want, all I all I genuinely want, Josh is. For people to just kind of enjoy things, just kind of like look at things from an outside perspective and say, like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you, if you like Dr. Disrespect character, more power to you. I do not give a fuck. Watch him on Twitch. I don't care. I don't like the character. I'm not going to watch his channel. Yeah. But it's a character. It's not meant to be anything more than the character. Shit, there were heels when I watched wrestling that I love. I get it. There's bad guys that I enjoy. I understand. Mm-hmm. But for fuck's sake, do not defend mistakes that he makes. No. Do not yell at somebody on Twitch because they made a joke about him being fucking him cheating on his wife. Like, don't get mad at somebody because they made a bathroom fucking joke. Like, the dude deserves our fucking criticism. The dude deserves our um just uh, oh, I mean, I don't know about disdain. See, that's yeah, my thing, Josh. Is I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm very impartial to him because I don't feel like I feel like hating him or disliking him to that extent is is what he wants. And then on top of that, or he wants us to like him. So I'm like, I don't fucking. Oh care. no, no. When I when I say you know disdain, <laughs> my my version of disdain is I don't support him in any way, form, or fashion. He's not getting views or revenue from me. Fuck him. Well, same know, here, but he can die in a tire of, fire. He could die in a tire fire tomorrow, and I wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, I see, wouldn't be. I wouldn't be sad. Uh, you're still. You're still kind of falling into it, though. In my opinion, no, right, no. Right, just, I, I just don't think anything positive about the dude. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Again, I, I have to clarify. I'm not thinking anything positive about him either. I like I said, I'm very impartial to him. Dude, normally I even I never even mentioned the dude until you brought him up. I just fucking can't stand the guy. I just, I'm fascinated by the story. I'm fascinated by. Fascinated by the number of followers he has and for whatever reasons he has uh, them. It's, it's, I'll put it this way. His whole like bathroom shtick with E3 and whatnot, I didn't care. Like, I was like, oh, that sucks for him, I guess. I don't fucking care. He should not have made that mistake. And I moved on with my life. But the yeah. fact that he's, like, literally the character is taking shots at real journalists, I'm like, what's the... Let's see where the fuck this goes, because I'm curious how this is going to play out, so I'm just... 
I got you. I got you. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. It's like watching a fucking like like I said, it's morbid curiosity. There's no like it's it, I'm I'm not like studying how black holes work. <laughs> no, no. This is at best. This is at best me eating a cake. It's empty calories. It's doing nothing for me. Maybe rotting, rotting myself away a little bit. But I'm enjoying it for what it is. And I guarantee you next week I'll fucking forget about it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's just... It, it, the reason I bring it up in general is because of the journalist thing. Like, we were talking... I was I mentioned the fucking article, the opinion piece. And it kind of just dived right into the fact that Kotaku and Polygon have written articles about Dr. Disrespect. IGN's reported on him. Um, they're, 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 people are doing opinion pieces. There's writers who are commenting about it. That, you know, there are a lot of reporters are getting it, like, getting shit on because of him. And that's the part that kills me, I think. That's the part that probably, if anything, does piss me off. Is that these real life people are getting attacked on Twitter by his fan base who either A, doesn't give a fuck that it's a character and is just going to attack these journalists, or B, believes that, God, that Dr. Disrespect is a real person. If we had a big <coughs> enough following, we would now have to face their wrath, but oh heavens, I don't think any of his followers are going to make a stink about it if one were to happen to hear me talk about him. Man, I had to deal with the wrath of the internet not too long ago. Like, it was awful. I mean, there was one funny thing. I think I told you about it. Yeah, not. yeah, about how you had to turn your Twitter notifications off for like 24 hours. That was so bad. So for anyone who hasn't heard that story, I'll briefly tell you. Uh, it's on the last on episode of Uninhibited. Is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah you told it. Uh, I wasn't sure if I told it on the podcast or not. You did. Yeah, but I just, like, when you... Like that, and that's the problem I think with social media in general is that you can't state a civilized, calm opinion if it disagrees with everybody. Because the second you disagree is when you get attacked. Mm-hmm. They come out with the pitchforks, son of a bitch. <sighs> but yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up to you because I thought it was in fascinating to an extent. To Interesting an extent, that's where it could go. You know, I can't believe he. Has the following he has, but... I can't believe that he's hit this many marks who are supposedly intelligent. <laughs> that, too. That, too. That's fucking... That kills me. I'm just like, wow, really? <laughs> fucking really? But, whatever. I don't know. I, uh... On a completely different side note. Completely different. Uh, and now for something completely different. Mario Maker 2 is dope as hell. Oh, yeah? I know you've been playing it a lot the past few days since you got it, so you're really <laughs> enjoying it, huh? A fucking lot. So it came out Thursday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, midnight your time. Yep. And uh, I beat I 100% of the campaign in day one. Like Jesus. It was like Thursday night. Thursday night, I played for three hours, then went to bed, woke up, played it almost entirely on Friday, but I had to DoorDash, <coughs> which I took my Switch with me because it's portable. Yeah. And, uh, 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 sorry, wetting my whistle there. Um, 
and what's really funny about the, the 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 story mode, if you will, is you you basically have to rebuild Peach's castle. Yeah. Um. And it's like you have to build a base, and then you have to build the side side castles, and then the roofs, and all this kind of shit. And the way that you do that is by playing levels, you get you get gold coins, both inside the level and as a reward. Mm-hmm. So you have to play a number of of professionally created levels that were made within the Mario Maker engine. Um, and a lot of levels are really creative. It's really cool, but the general idea for the campaign is to kind of train you on how to deal with other people's created maps, but also give you ideas on how to create your own. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. But one of the things is that, like I said, there's 90 levels and then there's another 40 that are like side, side levels. <clears throat> so there's 130 and I did, I completed all of those by Friday night, which that was the day the game came out. And then I've just been playing user created maps. Or creating my own. Um, I don't know how many hours I've clocked into the game <laughs> since the, since Thursday night, but uh, dude, I've been playing it a fucking ton. And the, you know what's really funny is that there's a whole training like mode or thing in the game. They call it a dojo, but one of the big things that it tries to teach you, and it tries to make it as clear as possible, like don't be a douchebag. Like, invisible blocks off a cliff, not mm-hmm. fun. No. Enemies that are out of sight that just drop down on you, not a good time. Nobody likes that shit. Nope. And they say it to you, too. Like, they're fucking full-on, like... There's a moment where the girl, Nina, I believe her name is, could be wrong, but she's playing, because uh, the pigeon character, which I can't remember his name, uh, it's, a Jap- it's a Japanese name that I'm drawing a blank on, he goes, hey, Nina, would you like to play? And she's like, yeah, sure. So she walks. She's she's playing as Mario walking down, and she gets hit by a thwomp she couldn't see. And it kills her. <clears throat> and she just goes, why are you like this? And he goes, you notice how that wasn't fun? When you there's an enemy out of out of sight that you can't see and it kills you? <laughs> I was just like, damn, just, all right. <laughs> just say it out loud. Just full on let everyone know. Because <laughs> that was the problem with Mario Maker 1. Was just there were just awful fucking sadist maps. Oh, that had like impossible fucking like the clear rate was like twelve people out of two thousand have completed this. It's like Jesus Christ, come on! Like there are some that are famous for it, like the Panga stages, or or you know, there's other ones like that. But in general, everyone tries to make their own like impossible stage, and I'm just like, why? Just make a, make a fun stage. I don't get why you gotta fucking go to that extent. I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, I played a level that was like, it was vertical. Because they added vertical stages in the game now. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's awesome. <laughs> and this person was like, you know what would be really funny? is if I don't have a checkpoint after a really long section that you go into a pipe in, and then you go to a vertical section at the very top, and you have to fall, and you have to make your way through these very narrow corridors, and the uh, because if you don't, you hit spikes. Hmm. It's like, so why am I playing your map? You didn't put a checkpoint at the top of that pipe. 
So I can't just start there. I have to go through the rest of your level to begin with, which was already difficult. Like, why? Why do that? It's not fun. I'm not going to complete it. I'm going to give it a boo. I'm going to say I don't like it. Like, I don't understand the point. I mean, I get making challenging things, but things that are beyond challenging to where it's just rage-inducing um, make you throw yeah. your controller across the room kind of rage uh, just near impossible completion rates that's ridiculous yeah like but there's always going to be those people that do that yeah yeah i've and, made a couple challenging maps that i find i found to be really entertaining and i've given to a, a couple twitch streamers and i was watching them play it and of course they find little exploits in my design and i was like well fuck me but for the most part they seem to enjoy it they seem to have fun even though they died a few times and found it challenging and i was like that was satisfying. Yeah. To me, that was satisfying to watch them complete it, but, like, discover how to complete it. How people don't have that, like, no joke. So I'm watching this guy. Actually, he's a friend of uh, MAGFest. His name is Ben Briggs. Yeah, I know Ben Briggs. I know who okay. he is. I don't know him personally, but know who he is, yes. So I pop into his stream, and he's taking user-submitted maps, and this guy pops in from Germany, and he's like, here's my map. And it was the dumbest shit I'd ever seen. So he had made a contraption that, and I'm not fucking kidding when I say this, Josh. You, there was a pipe that would drop bombs, and they would hit a, they would hit a crane, or not a crane, but a grip, like a, I guess a crane grip, yeah. And <clears throat> there were spikes kind of in between the two cranes that were there, and on top of the spikes would drop a p a p switch. Unknown for unknown reasons. Now, on the on the side where the bomb is, there was a conveyor belt that was going away from where Mario was. And underneath, like at the end of the conveyor belt, was a tower of three bombs <clears throat> um, that was blocking everything off by bricks that could only be destroyed by bombs, and then a little like wind twirly thing going up. I was just like, what the fuck? So you're clearly supposed to knock the bomb onto the conveyor belt in its blinky form to get dis to get underneath the twirly thing to blow up the tower but in order to do that you have to leap from crane to crane which has wonky physics to begin with okay that's not a terrible mechanic that this person built it's just a little bit challenging mhm mm okay one seemed enough Nope, he had a second one where he added icicles and three cranes. As if to say, oh, that first one was too easy. And I'm watching the chat while Ben is losing his mind because the checkpoint is before the first crane one. And I'm just watching this going, I'd have fucking given up by now. Like, this shit is impossible. And I'm a good Mario player. Um, then Josh, after beating the second mecha uh, mechanism, he goes into a pipe, hits a checkpoint. And then he has to use cranes to jump and navigate through spikes that also have little fucking uh, uh, wind turbines going up. 
I'm not kidding when I say this. It took Ben two hours to beat the level. That's insane, man. Because Ben is also, like, a masochist, I guess, and stubborn. But um, I had <laughs> given him my level. And I had to leave. <laughs> so he didn't even get to play my level. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't get why you would want... And then, and then Ben finishes the level. And I go, okay, fine. <laughs> 500 people had played this level... And it had one completion. I mean, technically two by the time Ben was done. Two completions. You don't think for a second, maybe your level's not fun. Hmm. I don't understand that shit. Like, I have played some incredibly creative, fun levels, Josh. Like, there are some that are just like, I'm like, oh my god, that was so fucking rad. It basically, the idea was it took a mechanic and it exemplified it and used it into its entirety. And I was just like, oh man, that was so much fun. I'm going to give this a like. I want to save this level. And, um, there was a level, Josh, that I, I, like, I, it's so fucking smart and so rad, but it basically is called, um, My Best Friend or something to that effect. And the idea, is that it uses a, a an enlarged uh, Koopa Troopa to play alongside the player to hit switches for the player, where the player also has switches for the Koopa Troopa to get him to the pipe. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, in any other mechanic, the Koopa Troopa, you know, it's on a slightly different screen or whatever, and it's basically puzzle solving. But at the end of it, um, there's a thwomp that's coming to kill you, and you're sprinting away from it. Um, and what, what, how, he, how he built it was he built a conveyor belt. So the Koopa Trooper's just walking along normally at normal speed. And just before like the Thwomp is about to kill you, you see him on a super fast conveyor belt sprint by and hit a switch for you to go into a door. Unfortunately, just, just as you go into the door, you see him dropping into a, into a uh, ditch with a, with a buzzsaw at the bottom of it. You don't see him hit the buzzsaw but you see him start to fall towards it. And then the next screen, it's just kind of like an open field. And then you go through a pipe at the end. And when you come out the other side, um, you hear like, uh, you hear, you see a light from the, from the ceiling. And um, you hear like, kind of like angel sounds and uh, a fucking winged Koopa Troopa. Like is around some clouds at the top of the screen. (laughs) I was like, Oh, my best friend died. (laughs) He helped me get through the level, and I'm dead. <laughs> so it's shit like that that I fucking love about Mario Maker. Like yeah. it's just fucking cool. So like, what you're before, saying is, it's a fun game as long as people don't be douche canoes and make impossible levels. Right, right. I don't mind the fucking douche canoe fucking bastard levels. I just don't get the point of them. I don't understand why people want to make them. I made a little bit of a trolley level. So the way that I designed my level was that when you, when you, as you progress and, and finish the campaign, you eventually unlock the hammer for the new, or for the Super Mario Brothers 3D world, like, layout, if you will. And what the hammer can do, it basically gives Mario the uh, Mario Maker outfit, and he and he can break 
Uh, he can break bricks that only, like, the bombs could break, essentially. Yeah. And he can also destroy thwomps. So I built this, like, little area where there's, like, it gives the player the hammer. He can break through a series of bricks, jump up to the next level. Uh, there's a thwomp that's basically trapped within these bricks. And so when you hit one of the bricks, it destroys the thwomp. Telling you, telling the player, hey, this hammer kills the thwomps. Then on the next level, there's a line of thwomps that come down, and the idea is that the player then can kill the thwomps with the hammer. Like, yeah. they already learned that it kills the thwomps, so, you know, use it there. Yeah. And then the and then the next stage is kind of a reward where there's a, um, a bunch of Goombas trapped in cages, and uh, there's a POW block. And if they hit the POW block with the hammer, it kills all the thwomps, or all the, sorry, all the um, Goombas. Okay. And then at the end of that, there's a little bit of, there's a, uh, or right before the, the Goombas, there's a, there's a checkpoint. At this point, the player is likely still going to have a hammer. I even gave them a second hammer in case they lost it to the Thwomps. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the next area is my trolley area, and I use quotation marks, where there are, uh, these question mark blocks that are pretty large, but the idea is that you ground pound on them, and a bunch of blocks come out and kind of move in a direction that you want them to. Well, I discovered that you can basically control where those blocks come out to squish Mario. Oh, nice. Um, so what I started doing was, or so what I did with that was I, uh, like, on the first level, there's two blocks. One will kill you, one won't. If you ground pound on them. Um, on the next level, there's three. Then there's a clear pipe that takes you up to the fourth level where there's four blocks, right? Each level, only one of them will take you to the goal. But I still gave the person the hammer, because if they hit one of the blocks, it'll go, eh, or ding. If it's ding, then you know it's correct, and you can ground pound on it safely. That's the general idea. And quite a few people have figured this out, <laughs> which is great. Like, I don't, like, I like the trolley bit, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be trolley if the person's being smart, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a clever use, and, you know, it also makes the player feel pretty good. All right, I figured that out. That was cool. Yeah, and then once, you, once you're out of the pipe, you get to do a little slide to the goal. Wee. But it, it has an 80% clear rate, which I'm happy with. Then again, my... Basically, my auto level has a fucking, like, 96 clear rate, and I'm just like, who failed at that? There's a car. I, I probably would have failed at it. I, I don't know how you could. There's a car, you jump into it, and then cars basically just run over any enemy and kill them immediately. And if you start to drive to the right, like you're supposed to, because there's no way to go on the left, um... I even give the person like a like I think a flower so they can have three hits, uh, just in case anything happens. But if you drive, there's a conveyor belt that'll just keep you going, and mm. you can't you can't change the, the the speed of the car like it just goes. But what I did was every single Goomba that you hit has a sound effect or a music thing, so when you're going through all the Goombas, it just makes the most obnoxious noise on the planet. Oh, is that the same like, noise from uh, Dumb and Dumber? Kinda. Is that one? 
Just about. Um, oh, here, God. Uh, no, no, that's all right. That's all right. For the listeners, I'll give you a little taste. Oh, no. So I, I, I recorded a thing. It's, it's called The Noisiest Course Ever. Okay, here we go. Okay, that that's that's noisy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was loud, huh? Sorry for loud. those that are using earphones. You can um, edit it down and make it quieter. Yeah, but I don't know how it's gonna come across. Because even though I can edit it down and make it quieter, you know, I'm balancing also, the overall show, and yeah, I just don't want. That I, I can say this much. I can say this much. It the the uh, for audacity because we use audacity to record. Um, Every bit of that was sound, in the red. It was not. Oh, okay. Yeah, it didn't go above uh, my normal height. Okay. I think it, I think I might have suppressed it a little bit. We'll see. But for the uh, for Google Hangouts, which we use to talk to each other, that was I think it might have been louder. Loud, yeah. <clears throat> then again, you were like clinking something earlier before we recorded that was like killing my ears. Oh, that was I was rinsing off my paint stirrer. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it was like I'm sure it was quiet to you, but on my end, I was no, just like, I know ding, it was ding, loud. Ding, ding. I knew it was oh, loud. Okay. I didn't mean for it to hit the side of the glass, but the angle that I was doing it, I just didn't see it. And you said, oh, Jesus, that's quiet. So then I intentionally did it again. <laughs> and again. I don't think it was that. I really don't think it was that loud on, on Audacity, but you'll have to let me know. Yeah, I will. Anyway. Uh, I think that's all that I have on my mind at the moment. So, did you see the surprise announcement? They canceled the Walking Dead comic book. Did they cancel it, or is it ending? It's done. They're just, well, it's ending. Kirkman said this is the last issue, and it's basically a triple issue. Uh, but That's what I thought I read, yeah. Yeah, the last issue came out today as of this recording. Issue 193. Which surprised everybody because they had solicitations from Image, you know, for August and September. Well, they just kind of rolled the August and September books into this one. And it's ended. And uh, I've already taken a look at it, you know, because I don't know if you know what happened in the last issue in 192 or not. No, because I, I haven't been reading since the first time they met the guy with the tiger. Yeah, yeah, well, um, they did what nobody ever thought they would do in the comic. Kill Rick? They did. Yeah. Very, I, you know, I honestly, very, honestly, I very felt that last the pages, the very last couple pages. And, uh, this looks like it's at least it's a 10, 15 year time jump and tells what happens afterwards. Cause it opens up with a very, Older Carl, like grown man Carl with a beard, 
Okay. So, I'm interested to take a look at it and read it later. I love time jumps and stories. Yeah, yeah. They wrapped it up, and, like, early on, it looks like they've almost completely wiped out the the walkers. But, we'll see. That would make sense. We'll see. I mean, that was something I really enjoyed about the comic back in the day, was that they specified very clearly that even though they're the you know they're they're still up and around, they're still decaying, yeah. And that given enough time, they won't be able to move it like at all. So I imagine after a certain point, uh, there aren't many walkers left, and they're really easy to kill. However, there's still the the looming threat because in the comics, if I'm sure you know, Josh, but it's it's more like a virus that everybody has. So no matter who it is. If you die of natural causes, you will come back as a zombie unless, you know, you're mm-hmm. shot in the head or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know. I, I, I'm interested in reading to see how it just ultimately ends. So, we'll find out. I'll find out later I today. Ends, I hope it ends the way that I think it ends, and that basically humanity starts to come back. They just know that they have to double shot ahead. Like, like that becomes normal. Oh. Well, Grandma passed away today. Did you take care of what you need to take care of? Yeah, yeah, I put two bullets in her head, but, you know, she'll be fine. We'll do an open casket. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, uh, I'll, I'll let you know because I know you're not going to pick it up or anything, but I'll let you know later tonight what I think. Yeah, like I said, I haven't, I got really, really out of zombie stuff, like, well, it's so overdone, it's easy to get out of it. I, I mean, I dropped off and quit watching the show a couple of years ago now. I used to love that show. That show was good. And then it just, like, stopped being good. And it was yeah, very like right after abruptly. Season one. Now, season two, I mean, it was eh, but season three and four were really good. Season two was so awful to me that I just did. I just stopped reading. I didn't. Dis- I, uh, not reading. I'm sorry. I stopped watching. I didn't dislike it, but I watched it all the way up to the end of season six. Is that when they introduced Negan? Uh, in the show. I don't remember, but it was maybe a few episodes yeah. after they introduced him, I started getting frustrated with the way the show was going, because he was such a good character. I thought I was going to get back in the show when they introduced Negan, because the whole scene with, spoiler alert, the killing of Glenn. Oh, man, that uh, was that was a wonderful, amazing scene. That was, I was like... That was the last was, time I really enjoyed the show. It was pretty accurate to the fucking comic, too. Mm-hmm. It was like, like I was panel reading for scene, word for word accurate. Yeah. I was reading I was reading frequently when that when that whole thing happened, and it was surprising and shocking, and I loved it. And then the show was like, oh, we're going to do the same thing. And I was like, are they getting back to the whole, like, nobody has plot armor? Because that would be great if nobody but Rick has plot armor. But nope, I was fucking wrong. Boy, was I ever wrong. Yeah, that was the last episode that I thoroughly enjoyed, and after that I was just like, okay, this is dumb. Then they killed off Carl, and I was like, fuck it. You know, if you kill off Carl, no. And then I I had already quit watching by the time they had made that announcement, and Misty watched it. And because she watches it, 
I'm subjected to seeing it. So I was like, well, I'll sit down and watch this Carl Dies episode. Fucking stupid. It's fucking terrible. And I was just like, yeah, this show's just lost. And then this past season, everybody's like, oh, it's great again. It's so good again. You know what? I saw the first episode because Misty watches it. I saw a couple episodes because Misty watches it. Guess what's not fucking great? The Walking Dead. That show sucks, people. It's done. It's time to bury it. The comic was good. The comic was solid almost the entire run. The comic was rarely ever a weak issue. My curiosity about... uh am I drawing a blank on the writer? God damn it. Robert Kirkman? Kirkman, thank you. He, in a lot of interviews early on in the writing of the comic, like a few years after he started and became popular and whatnot, um, I want to say around issue 50, so a few years for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he basically, like, somebody asked him, like, have you seen this zombie movie? Have you seen that zombie movie? And he was like, no. I refuse to watch zombie movies or read zombie stories because I don't want it to influence my story. Exactly. So my curiosity is after since since the walking dead is done he's technically done writing it because they're going to you he's, know they're working he, on the, the publication of the last issue yeah well the last issue is published so yeah oh okay i thought, uh, I thought it, they were it released today it oh, is shit, published okay. it is out it is on comic <laughs> I wonder if he's just having like i wonder if he's so sick of zombie stuff that he'll never watch those movies or if he's just going to have like a massive binge watch of all this zombie shit i doubt it but he's still like executive producer of the TV series and the spinoff show, so uh, you can be a producer and not have anything to do with the making of it. So I don't. Know. Yeah, but he's also story consultant. They lean on him a lot to try to write the fuck ups of the show, try to get it back more towards the comic. But they've done so much damage to that show and the characters that made the show likable. That I don't give a fuck ever again if I see it or not. <clears throat> I don't watch it for Norman Reedus. Sorry, everybody. Guess what? Never liked his character. You know, fuck Daryl Dixon. Hashtag Daryl Dixon's gonna die. If not, I don't give a fuck. I just think it's funny to say that shit. But yeah, that show. Yeah. You still there? Yeah, oh, I, okay, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just, I was just thinking because, like, I totally agree with you on the idea that I, I, one of my biggest complaints about fandom in general is the latching onto a character and thinking that they should be impervious to anything that happens plot wise, and uh, that was definitely one of those fucking characters. Mm-hmm. He it was like, I remember seeing people like, if anything happens to Daryl, are we riot? And I'm just like, go fuck yourselves. I actually want to see the Daryl riot. I want to see Daryl die just to see people riot. I want to see what, what would happen. You know what's going to happen? Not a goddamn thing. A bunch of people fucking taking to Twitter and saying, can you believe it happened? No, oh, I'm so sad. And they're just going to sit there in their couches and feel sad. Fuck them. Seriously. Show me, show Seriously. me the Daryl riots. It's never going to happen. It's fucking dumb, man. I, people I, I only people so only riot when there's legit, like something terrible happens in the media, uh, and it's usually involving police officers and, uh, you know, someone of color. Sadly, that is the reality. Uh, or when uh, sports. Uh, 
a city sports team wins their national championship. That's the only time you ever see riots. You don't want to see a riot over a fucking TV character dying. Come on now. And I don't want to see riots ever, you know, for any reason. I don't want these. I, you know what I've seen? You know what I've legitimately seen when a, when a, when a TV character or, or a combo character, any of these characters that people fucking latch onto, like they're their goddamn own brother or sister, die in a show. The person just goes, I'm just not going to watch the show anymore. Yeah. Which is also the dumbest fucking thing you could possibly say. Oh, yeah. In uh, terms cause, of that. Because, like, you know, look, all those people that are still say, that say that shit, they're still fucking watching. Oh, very much so. They're just saying that. And I'm wow. like, but even in that context, like, I've heard a few people get mad at, like, so, okay, let me give you a little bit of context to what I'm talking about here. Uh, the Russo brothers tweeted out a picture of what looks like a comic book eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like the logo for, uh, I don't know. It, it looks very familiar, but it's comic book related. That's all they tweeted out. And a bunch of people are just like, oh my god, what are you guys doing? Like, what's your next thing? Like, are you working on something for Marvel again? Like, what's going on? Of course, they're being cryptic as hell, because that's what they do. Yeah. And I was reading the comics, I, the comments, I was just like, okay, everyone's excited, this looks cool. But this one girl just goes, uh, if y'all ain't bringing back my girl Black Widow, then we, then we ain't got nothing to talk about. And I just kind of rolled my eyes at it, but I saw that there were like six, six replies to it. So I look in it, and somebody was like, no, nah, man, she's dead. Like, she's dead for good. And then the girl goes, I think that's such bullshit. You can bring back Coulson, but you can't bring back Black Widow. And somebody else comes in and goes, it just wouldn't make sense to the plot. Plus, it's a cinematic universe, not the comic universe. So bringing back characters just isn't something they're going to do for the movies. And she goes, well, then I'm not fucking watching any more movies because they killed off my favorite character. And I think that's bullshit. I'm just like, you are a piece of work. <laughs> yeah. I quit watching when the story is not watchable. It's yeah. not, I, I quit reading when the story becomes unreadable. I don't quit reading or watching because of a character that I really thoroughly enjoy is no longer there. You know, I, I mean, that's ridiculous. An, an example for me when it comes to stopping, like, okay. So I was really, I got really into the Hunger Games story. I thought it was really fun, even though it's, you know, super easy read, because <clears throat> um, it's for young adults. Uh, I thought the first two books were really good. And then the third book fucking completely ruins how uh, Katniss's character's written, and the plot's really fucking convoluted, and it's really lame, and there was a lot of stuff I really hated about the third book. Yeah. But I finished the story. I still finished the story. Because you wanted to see how it ended. You were already yeah. invested, and you knew nothing else was coming. Sure, there are certain aspects about it you're not enjoying, but that's going to be in any medium of fiction. But you know what I didn't do? I still haven't watched the last two movies, because that's the third book. And I'm just like, I already know, I know what they're doing. I've talked to a couple people who saw it, and it's pretty close to the fucking book. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. No, I'm. why would I go do that? You know, you? I never read any of the books, but I did try to watch the first movie, and I couldn't make it halfway through it. I just fucking hated it. Really? I did not enjoy it at all. Me and Misty, we tried to watch it, and we're like, ugh, this isn't good. This is not good. We couldn't make it through it. 
So I never what, bothered. Uh, what about it was so bad? Dude, I don't know. I'm I, pur- a, I'm not I purchased lie. it from my data banks already. That was several years ago that we tried to watch it. Because what's fascinating to me is I went and saw the movie because it, it looked like it had a like an interesting plot to me. I enjoyed the movie and then went and wanted to read the books. Like the book, like I only read the books because the first movie was enjoyable enough to me that I wanted to read more and see what happened. I think it's Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, nothing against her as a person, but the way she portrays a character on screen, I just it takes me out of it. I hated her That's as Mystique in the X Men movies. Uh, when when she died in Dark Phoenix, I was like, yeah. Which is like my most enjoyable moment of the movie. Um, <laughs> and I really did say that that loud. I was like, finally, you know, I was loud as shit. But, um, you know, nothing gets her. There's been a couple things that I've found her tolerable in and locked her okay in. What was that movie that she did with Chris Pratt where they're on this like space oh, station and awakening? I don't remember the name of it, but that movie's bad. Yeah. I like Chris Pratt in that. Couldn't stand her in it. Uh, you know, that's weird. That's so strange to me. And, and it's there are certain actors and actresses that I just can't like it. Their their presence in a movie, no matter how good a job somebody claims they do, I can't stand them. And I try to watch it, but it's just like, okay. Everybody's like praising this person's performance, and it's just like I don't like them, and it's hard for me to get into the movie. It's hard for me to enjoy the story, and I try to see past that. Okay, you know, and it's nothing personal against the actor or actress at all. I of just, course, I, I just I try. I, I, I can't get the like their performance, their delivery. I just don't enjoy it, and it just removes me from the story. And it's just like I can't finish this. You know, I don't know. It's just, you know, um, I want to watch something to be entertained, uh, to make me think about things, to, you know, take me out of reality for a couple of hours, you know, let me enjoy this. But when I'm not enjoying it, shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm weird that way. I, I, I mean, it is what it is. I just, I, I'm fat. Like, that's interesting. That's so interesting to me. Cause, like, that was the thing about, I because re- like when Hunger Games was coming out, like everyone's kind of like, oh, this and that, and this and that. Everyone's talking about it, but I was like, what's like, what's the movie about? And I kind of looked into it a little bit, and I saw like this futuristic dystopian thing where they force kids, and I was just like, that seems like a less like a much different take on the movie Battle Royale that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I fucking love that goddamn movie, and. So I was like, I want to check this out. So I like, I paid to go to the theater and see it, and I watched it, and I was like, man, that was fun. That was really, that was really interesting. Like, I want to know. Like, there's three books. I want to see how this ends. So I, I like, I don't think I bought the books, or if I did, I, I, I sold them, or loaned them out to somebody else. I don't fucking remember. But I remember reading the first book, and I was just like, oh, that was interesting. It was like. There's a couple differences, a couple, like, discrepancies here and there. But overall, it was pretty much the same story. And then the second book and the second movie were very similar. Um, 
But then when the third book came out, because that was the thing that I really enjoyed, Josh, was that, like, Katniss's character is very much, I'm just trying to survive for the sake of my family. Everything I'm doing is for them. I'm a badass. I'm stoic. I don't give a fuck about anything. My life has been harsh and rough. But I don't want to. I don't want to actually kill anybody. But I might have to, kind of thing. And uh, she ends up like fooling everybody and saving Peta, because again, she doesn't actually want to kill anybody. Um, and then in the second story, they basically force her and Peta back into the arena by fudging the rules, essentially. And she knows it too. Like she knows that they're trying to fuck with her. Um. And it doesn't finish. She like gets like the 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 resistance, if you will, breaks into the arena and and like takes out everybody who's still alive. And by take out, I mean like rescue everybody who's still alive, except for Peta. Peta gets captured. So in the third book, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, she's part of the resistance. There's gonna be this big war. Like she's gonna start to re- like le- maybe lead a resistance troop or something to that effect. Nope. Almost the entire fucking book, she's basically like, I don't know who I want to love, the guy that I grew up with or this other guy, Peta, and I need to save Peta, but I love this guy, and it turned into that. She turned into a legitimate fucking 16-year-old girl going to high school in the Valley. She had no interest suddenly in the, per- the perseverance of life or her family. No, almost none. And I went... How do you change a character that radically? Yeah, that just sounds terrible. But my my point is, of the whole thing, is to me, there were a lot of differences between the first two books and the third book. But I didn't stop reading the fucking story. <laughs> I finished the story because that's what you do. It doesn't matter what changes you may or may not like. Like, if you're invested, you should finish the story. Kinda? Boy, that goes again. That's a bit hypocritical on me, because I have a a rule about TV shows where I give a show three episodes to grab me. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't grab me in the first three episodes, I usually don't finish. But there are some shows that if they don't, they're just so out of my taste range that I can't even make it through a single episode. Case in point, what we were going to watch originally for next week, uh, that flea bag. Dude, I made it 14 minutes, 50 seconds in. I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is terrible. Uh, I don't, I, 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 I need to, I just watched that first episode to see what you're talking about. Because I, I had been told it was very funny and that it was very, uh, <sighs> entertaining and you're just like it is the antithesis of all of that i was just like okay to me i could not i could not get into it i did not like the presentation i did not like you know every every single thing about it i couldn't stand it the character i i I know i only got 14 minutes and change exposure to it but i fucking hated it it was bad Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I. Yeah, it, I. I. Uh, 
I'm fine with the, what we got, though. What we have to do, because, uh... Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited, because, you know, Stranger Things Season 3 comes out at the time of tomorrow. this recording tomorrow, but at the time yeah. of the publication yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, like, the, for me, the reason that I'm okay with not watching Fleabag and just watching I Am Mother, which, by the way, if you're keeping up with us on the podcast with what we watch, we're going to change it to I Am Mother. We should probably put that on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram, but whatever. Um, Can't do it today. Everything's down right now. Yeah, no shit. Um, even, even Twitter's shit in the bed right now. A little bit. Uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> I'm happy that it's I Am Mother because of Mario Maker. It gives you more time to, to play s- Mario Maker. Well, it gave it gave me time because that's all I did this last week. Instead of watching Fleabag, I, I played that. I haven't even watched I Am Mother yet. I'm actually trying to find a night where I can watch. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to watch it this afternoon after I edit the show and read today's comics. I might, I might actually try to watch that with my folks tonight. Just make a nice dinner and be like, "Hey, I got to watch this for the podcast. I think you guys might be interested." I think so. Speaking of watching things with my folks, I I normally don't get into these types of things. I normally am not that interested in true crime stories, but there's a BuzzFeed style like a but like it's it's run through BuzzFeed. So, there's that. But it's um it's a very popular show on YouTube called uh BuzzFeed Unsolved. I think is the title of it. It might be something else, but basically the idea is these two guys one guy, technically, he does as much research as he can on an unsolved uh, case, an unsolved mystery, if you will, mm-hmm. and then presents it to the other guy while the other guy kind of cracks jokes or makes funny commentary. And it's genuinely entertaining, the juxtaposition of like these arguably gruesome unsolved mysteries uh, to his comedy is very nice. Like, it maybe takes the edge off the fucking actual, like, horrible story. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them are so like there's one that was so weird like just absolutely bizarre um, and I was fascinated by it and it had no murders in it no murders but it's still an unsolved mystery um, so the, the, the crux of it if you will is this family the family of five in Australia they all worked on a farm there were the two adults the two parents who were in their 50s, and then there was three kids, a boy that was 29, a girl that was 25, and a, another girl that was 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day, they just up and leave. They just hop into their minivan, or sorry, their, their uh, uh, something wagon. Why am I drawing a blank on Station wagon? Station wagon, thank you. Jesus Christ. They all hop into their station wagon and take off. About 20 miles down the road, um, the, the oldest, the, the 29 year old boy is told to throw his phone out the window because everyone else had left their phones at home. So they couldn't be tracked. They also didn't take their credit cards. They just took cash. So he's told to throw his phone out the window, which he does. And then on the next stop, he decides to take off. He, he leaves them completely confused. That's what's going on, but he leaves them. The rest of them go about 500 miles North stop off at a town, and then go to these caves. 
at the caves, the two girls split off from their parents, go south, like they steal a car, go south about 200 miles back towards their house, um, but then stop off at a town that was not on the same path they went north. The two girls then split off. The uh, the 25-year-old goes, uh, like, towards the um, ocean, like, because they're, the, they're on the east coast of Australia, by the way. Uh, she goes towards the ocean, and then the 25-year-old, or the, sorry, the 23-year-old heads back towards their home. The 25-year-old is later found in the back of a guy's ute uh, because he felt a kick, and he gets out, and she's in the back, and she's completely catatonic. Doesn't remember who she is or why she's there at all. Mm -hmm. um, the 23-year-old heads back home and meets up with her brother. They're both at the house now, which the cops have. They're, you know, the cops are there trying to investigate what's going on. When questioned, both the 23-year-old and the 29-year-old like, we don't fucking know. We don't know why <clears throat> our parents did this. <clears throat> we are as, as confused as you guys are. Uh, cops investigating the house, you know, like they, they, everything was like, clearly they were, they were looking for something and they were moving something around because there were disheveled, but also neat, uh, like organized piles of, of bills and receipts and all kinds of shit like that. So like when I say organized, like they're all from one year, but they're not organized in that small pile, if that makes sense. So like disheveled, but organized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing that anyone heard about the two parents was that the parents started to go back south, uh, but then they split off at one point, and the mom went down to a town called Yass, and I swear to God, there's a town in Australia named Y-A-S-S, Yass. Mm-hmm. Um, she is, uh, she has lost her mind. Like, full-on, had-to-be-committed situation. And... She won't speak to anybody. She won't talk to anybody. She just keeps mentioning her kids. That's it. Um, the 25-year-old was sent to, like, a like a mental hospital of some kind. Um, this all happened in 2016, by the way, just to clarify how, like, not long ago it was. And uh, the last known report of the, of the father is this couple like a day later was driving down a road next to like a forest playing Pokemon go. Um, and as they're driving down the road, they're going at a decent pace, not too fast. And there's a car right behind them. That is, uh, like so close that the person that reported this said he couldn't see the headlights. That's how close the car is. They stop off the side of the road or pull over and the dude, like, whoever's driving the other car, which is obviously the father, that's not clear at this point, um, he gets out of the car, starts to sprint towards them. He stops, turns around, looks down the road, and then runs into the forest. And that was the last actual physical sighting anyone had ever seen. Not too far from where the woods are, there's a hotel... And that same, like, in that same time frame, the, the hotel, like, the next day or whatever reported that there was a break-in in the hotel. Like, somebody broke into one of the rooms and stayed the night and then left. Hmm. And that was the last known recording of where the husband was. Hmm. And uh, in an interview, like, with the press and whatnot, with the, with the 
29 year old and the 23 year old. Yeah. They're both just like, yeah, we don't fucking know. We don't, we honestly have no fucking clue why our parents did this. We are as, we literally as confused as you guys are. They just one day told us to get into the car and leave our cell phones and credit cards in the house. And the 29 was like, I thought to bring my my phone because I didn't think it would, it didn't make any sense to not. But then I was told to throw it out the window, and it, so none of it makes sense, right? So there's a few theories as to what happened. The first theory is they had actual connections to like some mob organization or something to that effect, um, which doesn't make any sense to the cops because there's no history of that. Yeah, the, yeah, there, you've never really heard about the Australian mob. <laughs> You know, I would, I would, I would hope <clears throat> to imagine that the Italian mob or any of like the big name mobs have connections in every country. That's what I would think. Then again, uh, uh, like, oi, the uh, the you didn't pay the your theory. fucking protection money this month. <laughs> You're gonna have to break your legs now. We didn't want to do this, but you had to go and fuck off. <laughs> Uh, the other theory is that there was some kind of toxic waste underneath the farm that was making them go insane. But what doesn't what doesn't make this one have any solid ground? The no kids are perfectly sane. Yep. Well, two of the three, arguably. I actually don't know what happened to the twenty five year old. I don't remember. I know they spoke of it, but I don't remember what happened to her, happened to her. But, um. The final theory, and this is the one that ha- that has the strongest legs, is um, there is a phenomenon. That? Why you gotta go and use that term, the strongest legs? Come on now, because it's funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Does it have two feet to stand on? <laughs> you have two feet technically. Just I one's do. Not one's real. metal. <laughs> um, Robot foot for the win, motherfucker. There- there's a strange phenomenon that couples can can go through where their psychosis and paranoia start to fill off each other and build and build and build. Um, one of the earliest cases of this being reported was by a French uh, psychiatrist who gave it a French name that I can't remember, um, where this couple Lucky. legitimately... Yeah, no shit. Uh, what this couple legitimately thought that that two people were sneaking into their house at night, putting on their shoes, and sprinkling dust and lint all over their house. Oh my god, that's a real thing, by the way. I I've double checked this shit. It's a hundred percent real. Now, as funny as that is, that's the theory that happened with this couple. That there's that that one of them started to have paranoia. It just it like it it leached onto the other person. They it was building and building between them. And then finally, one day, they both just snapped with insanity. Well, so I mean, that's how flat earthers are born. If you want to look into it yourself, for any listeners, look up the Trump family, T-R-O-M-P. Um, it's fucking crazy. But, like, that was so fucking fascinating to me. Like, I was just like, that is interesting. <laughs> like, legitimately fucking interesting. But they do other, like, cold cases and unsolved mysteries that I find really, like, really to be cool. But they also do, and I hate these ones because I don't believe in any fucking one of them is supernatural stuff. Yeah. 
one of the supernatural ones they did was uh, I, it's some southern bridge in a town, I think in maybe like southern Texas. I think it was Texas. I could be totally fucking wrong about that, but it was a town that existed at a point, and then everyone, some for some weird reason, left that town and built another town. Unknown, unknown reason why they did that, but the bridge that was there next to like the the small creek or river is still there. It's not drivable, but it's still there. Um, this bridge is called the Goatman's Bridge because people have claimed to see glowing ember eyes in the distance. Uh, there is a rumor of like a goat farmer who died. Uh, who was killed near, near the bridge by cultists, and then he came back as, like, a half-man, half-goat demon. Um, and that he controls the bridge, and if you disrespect him on your bridge, he will drag you off the bridge and throw you into the water. Or scratch you up, and then, like, there's cultists still in the woods. It's a whole bunch of hokey-pokey bullshit. I gotta, I gotta hit up my man Frogman and ask him if he's familiar with any of this, because he's from South Texas. Like, he literally lives on the border... And uh, one of the border yeah, areas, so I'm gonna ask him. But the so so the guy that report like the guy that was like talking about it, who knew about it, who studied it, he was terrified because he believed it. Where the other guy is a skeptic, like a hardcore skeptic, who's like none of this, none of it's fucking real, dude. So he at one point was just like, "All right, so we've we've done everything that we've tried to do to to invoke the goat man to show himself, invoke the goat now, man." So, so the so the guy that's a skeptic, he's like, so what I'm about to do might scare you, but I have to do it. And he was like, what are you doing? He was like, fuck you, Goatman. Do you, you see how I disrespect you, Goatman? You see how I dance on your bridge, Goatman? This bridge is now my bridge, Goatman. It was fucking killing me. Because he's just like legitimately skipping around on the bridge, just like, fuck you, Goatman. Oh my so, god. The, the the supernatural stuff is fucking silly and stupid, but my god, is it entertaining because of the skeptic. Yeah, yeah. Well, you need a straight man in those things. But I've been fucking obsessed with those. Like, I've been watching those nonstop. There's a fucking ton of those videos, too. Like, they've been doing it for years. I'm like, I just now discovered this shit? <laughs> Some of the stuff that they've covered are... Some of like the really popular murders, like uh, John Bonet Ramsey and Jack the Ripper and the JFK assassination, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, like those are very popular murders. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely, the Black Dahlia. Yep. But they've covered some ones that I've never even heard of. Um, like there was a uh, there was a town in Texas, like. Southwest, or sorry, Northwest Texas, um, back in the 60s, where, uh, was it 60s or was it 50s? I'm trying to remember. It might have been. We can say mid century. Might have been the 50s. I think it was the 50s. I think it was the 50s. Uh, but basically, what was going on was at the time, shit, dude, it might have been the fucking 40s now that I think about it, but at the time, this town was kind of closed off and there was rampant like robberies and you know like people being beaten up and and the cops couldn't really do anything so crime in the area wasn't that uncommon it just literally wasn't and this one night this two these two young people decided to go see a, um like go go to some go to something together and then they were driving home and they pull off at the side of the road to 
presumably fuck and or just smooch. Um, and a guy in a hooded mask shows up and says, like, he, he uh, pulls out a gun and he says, like, do what I say or whatever and get out of the car. And then he, like, they get out of the car and he tells the guy uh, to pull down his pants so that he pulls down his pants and then he whacks him in the head twice, cracking his skull. Um, he then proceeds to go and, and, and have his way with the girl. Um, and, uh, he hits her with a bat. Jesus. I think on her shoulder or some shit like that. Uh, but the guy who had his, his skull cracked, he ended up get like, get somehow coming to getting up and flagging a car down, which then prompted the, the guy to run away. And, uh, they survived, but they said that he was wearing a mask, which is not, which is something weird about, like, that's, that doesn't make sense to, you know, a killer. Killer's not going to care about wearing a mask because they're, they're not going to be fucking seen. They're going to kill the people, you know, whatever. So nobody paid a fucking attention to that at all. Like, they were just like, well, whatever. That's just our town. da 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 um, literally, like, two nights later, uh, a couple was going into Lover's Lane. Um, and, uh, when the cops found their bodies, the guy was shot twice in the head, and he was slumped over in the car, and the girl was in the back seat, kind of just, like, in a laying position, and she was also shot in the head. Uh, but it looked like he, that, that she was shot on, like, a blanket outside the car, and then placed in the back seat. Mm. Um... And everyone's just kind of like, well, that's not good. That seems a little suspicious, and maybe we should pay attention. And then a week later, it happens again to another couple. So now everyone's paranoid. (laughs) Took four fucking kids to be killed for the town to be like, well, now we're scared. And uh, for weeks, like, the, the press gave the fucking killer a name which you don't want to do. Um, and, uh, but for weeks, the town is just terrified, just terrified. Like everyone's locking their doors or, you know, like they're, they're, they're demanding that people who are walking down the street identify themselves or to be shocked. Like no joke. They're that scared. This one night, about three weeks after the second killings, um, there's uh, two shots that come through a house uh, I don't remember the family's name, but what ends up happening is that the two shots hit the husband. He hits the ground. The wife runs out to make sure she that he's okay. She gets shot twice in the face, but it, like, hit the side of her face to where it, like, knocked out teeth. So it didn't, like, penetrate her brain to no. kill her. It just left her, brutally, her mouth. brutally wounded. Yeah. Ugh. Um, he, uh... I guess he broke in or something to that effect, and then there was, like, too much sound. So she, like, snuck around the kitchen or something and went out the front door and sprinted to a farm where she was able to contact the cops. Uh, He took off. They never found him, obviously, because it's an unsolved mystery. Uh, But her husband ended up dying, and then she was, like, injured. And for for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, the town was terrified. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, who wouldn't, it took, it who took, wouldn't be? I mean, rationally. Right, right. It took a lot of time for the uh, for the town to finally come, like, to, to, to chill. 
Um, but these murders, these five murders that happened because of this one person, supposedly one person, um, and again, f- the four murders of the, of, the, of the kids were all done with the same gun, and the, the gun that was used on the woman and the husband where it was a different gun. So it might not have been the same person. But, but it, at, this at point, least, at least two people. Yeah. But at this point, yeah, um, there's reason to not feel safe in this town. No, they, they, uh, but over the course of many years, uh, the town had a stigma with that, with, with the killer and their, and their namesake, which I don't remember. So they had to completely change their, their town name. And okay. then, like, reinvent the town to, like, because there's, like, no, people were moving out, people were leaving. It was a whole problem. Um, but, yeah, so nobody knows who the fuck that killer is. Um, there were a few theories and a few suspects. And the most likely suspect was um, this guy who, um, he was with a girl, and the girl was very, like, chatty. <laughs> And she claimed that her boyfriend was this killer. Uh, she had like weird information that only sh- that only they would know, um, or that only the cops knew. Um, but the problem was that he was already in jail for car theft, and there is an alibi to the second killing. So it it doesn't quite fit, but it could fit. It's a weird thing, but here's the here's the here's the catcher. Here's the whole thing that made me laugh the most. So it's very clear that he he was probably the one doing the killings, mm-hmm. right? Um, he ended up living. Uh, he died in 1994, in some old folks' home in Florida. Okay. And the guy, this killed me. The guy who was, uh, uh. Um, the the skeptic guy, he just goes, it is crazy to me that in the 50s you could kill five people and then live long enough to see Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) That's a weird way of putting it, but yeah? That's why I like watching it, because he has that kind of funny commentary. But yeah, it's shit like like it's it just it's fun, man. Like I I don't know I don't know why it's a morbid fun. I guess I don't know. There's a reason that those true crime stories are so popular. Yeah, that and the uh, ones you know falsely accused, allegedly falsely accused, and you know wrongfully imprisoned people. Those are fascinating as well. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know if you've ever watched To Make a Murderer. On Netflix. Uh, about Stephen Avery. Uh, no, I haven't, but I know what you're talking Dude, watch that shit. I know. For real. That's actually... Uh, to, uh, 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 making a murderer is exactly what caused... Um, American Vandal. American, yeah. Which was brilliant. But, uh, yeah, man, I think I think you should totally watch it because... Dude, I'm not uh I'm not convinced that that dude's killed anybody. I'm I'm pretty convinced he was framed. Uh he's got this new attorney 
and she claims that she's got evidence. There was a lot of things that weren't presented in the documentaries, which naturally you can't present everything, of course, in a documentary, but <clears throat> there have been many cases of people over the years being wrongfully convicted, wrongfully imprisoned, and I think this is a legit one. Um, but, yeah, I can't... I can't say what I would like to say about it because it would be a major spoiler. But, you know, obviously he's... A, well, fuck it. No, not really because... Fuck it. Anyway, it's not like it's a movie. Uh, this dude's uh, somebody's life, actually. But, you know, he was in prison because they said he killed this lady. And they claimed to have found her bone fragments in a burn barrel on his property. Lord. But yet, at the same time, they found bone fragments in a burn pile in a rock quarry just a little over a mile away or so. A rock quarry that his brother-in-law worked at. Jesus. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's a convoluted, huge mess of a thing, and there's been new stuff come to light. He's actually... Uh, they're actually looking at getting him a new trial. Uh you know, he got his. Um, yeah, he if was. There's, if there's he was. He was. He was something granted like something in April, I think it was. So, there. It's. I can't remember the legal term because I'm not an attorney, but it's basically right, right. leading up to he could be granted a new trial, and hopefully so because I really do think this dude served so much of his life unfairly. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check it out. I I know that. Everyone has told me to watch it. That is really good. But um, Any other things you want to bring up? I was thinking about ending the podcast. Yeah, I've noticed we've been going for a while now, and I'm getting a little hungry for lunch. I wish I could say that. I'm actually really sleepy. I don't think I got enough sleep last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, as of publication date, tonight will be day four of my charity stream. It started Monday. Um. You know, obviously, at the time of recording, I've only done two days. I'll do uh, Thursday night and then today, this afternoon, and early evening. Uh, it's been going well. On the first day alone, we met uh, 20% of my overall goal. Uh, for those of you that are listening, I am participating in the annual Four Job Fiesta. It is a playthrough of the game Final Fantasy V that was originally released on the Super Famicom in Japan. Didn't get its U.S. release until like the year 2000. Uh, but I'm playing uh, the English translated version of Final Fantasy V, and I have restrictions in which I have to abide by, and so it's making it a challenging run. As a result, I'm doing this four days a week for the next basically 60 days until the end of August um, in attempt to raise money. So I'm wanting to raise 400 bucks to donate to Child's Play Charity. Day one, I got 20% of that and raised $80 in one day. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, day two, you know, yeah, not really. Awesome. Day two was a slow day. But uh, hopefully the next few days are better. In the end, you know, whether I finish the game or not, in the end, I just want to be able to meet the goal and to raise the money uh, for Child's Play. It's a charity I really believe in wholeheartedly. Uh, they take the money that they raise and they purchase 
video game consoles, uh, accessories, uh, video games, uh, handhelds, uh, tablets, e-readers, uh, laptops, uh, you know, stuffed animals, building sets, games like board games and other tabletop games, things that kids can do uh, to take their minds off of the stresses. Uh, they, they donate them to children's hospitals and domestic violence shelters. Uh, and it just helps kid help helps to take a kid's mind off of the stresses of what they're facing or going through currently and gives them a little bit of real life comforts that they would be without otherwise. Uh, yeah. And one, I'm a big, big believer in mental health is extremely important to physical recovery and lower levels of stress and peace of mind are a great benefit to recovery. This is a wonderful charity that helps these kids out. And uh, if you've got it in your heart, drop by my Twitch stream. The link is going to be in the description. But it's uh, twitch.tv slash nsabanur, E-N-S-A-B-A-H-N-U-R-7-6. I'm going to be streaming Monday, Tuesday, 12 to 6, Thursdays from 4 p.m. to 9 and Fridays from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. All times are Eastern. Uh, might do Sunday afternoons, maybe 3 p.m. to 8 p.m., but that's tentative. But if if you believe in, if you're a charitable person, you want to help out the cause, you can go by my Twitch page. There is a Donate to Child's Play button directly. And you can press it, and your charitable contribution goes directly to Child's Play. There's no middleman, nothing. You just, boom. You know, you got some extra change. Uh, you find, oh, you find some money in the couch cushion, or you doing some laundry, and you find a five spot in your pants. Well, you didn't miss that anyway. Why not Why not help some kids out? But, uh, yeah, I've got yeah, that definitely. I've got that going on. And it's, it's, it's going to be an ongoing thing for several weeks, so it's really important to me. Yeah, uh, yeah you guys, absolutely, yeah, go, go hang out, check that out. And even if you can't donate, I think sharing the stream, letting others know about it, uh, so people can come in and, and, and maybe throw a few bucks if they have it, is definitely very welcomed and very thanked, so very, there's a lot of gratitude towards it. And, you know, there's also, you know, cool things that you could possibly win. Uh, I've yeah, got, I've got inci- donation incentives. Uh, you know, I don't like to refer to them as prizes, but at the end of the event, when all the donations are tallied and the game is, whether it's complete or incomplete, um, I have several friends who are artists who are contributing original artwork that is Final Fantasy-themed. Uh, I myself, I'm a miniature painter. I've got two miniatures that are almost completed uh, that I'm going to be giving away. And I have at least two more, possibly a total of four more. They're all creatures or classes that you would encounter in the game. Um, Doing custom bases and things like that for them. I'm giving those away. Uh, And there might be some other goodies as well at the end. You just have to... uh, 
tune in and follow me on my social media profiles to find out what they are. And I'm just going to go ahead and let them know where to find me, Greg. They can find me as well as on the Twitch thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, all my social media profiles are on my public Facebook page. You know, if you're following the podcast, you know my name. Go to my Facebook profile. Hit the link to follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I also have them on my Twitch profile as well. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And you can also catch me every Friday night on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a show called MPSP Theater, where my friends and I talk about various things, uh, pop culture and entertainment-wise, in the news that week. What about you, Greg? Any any last words and where you at? Yeah, I mean, you can find, I mean, search Chub Rock Geek on Twitter. I, I'm not joking. You will find everything I'm associated to my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitch. Um, the Mission Star podcast group that I'm a part of, which does articles of reviews on, on the page, does YouTube videos. Like, there's a there's a guy on um, on YouTube named uh, D. Pity who dresses as Deadpool and dances with other cosplayers. And we got, Anthony got a chance to interview him at SAC Anime? Anime Expo? One of the two. Um, and that's on the YouTube right now, and you, know, you can go watch that if you want. Uh, but Anthony and I also do a podcast weekly um, called uh, Mission Star Podcast, where we discuss gaming news uh, for about an hour. Um, I usually have a segment called Why You're Wrong, which the day of recording this, it's every Wednesday night uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, but I haven't thought of a why you're wrong. Why you're wrong to feed the trolls? I'll have to put some thought in that later. Ooh, there you go. Um, you're welcome. Thank you for that. So, well, uh, but yeah, so that's that's about it for right now. Um, uh, I would say if you're interested, if you're so inclined, if you have uh, Mario Maker Two. I've been playing that pretty fucking extensively. Um, go ahead and uh, if you want to add me on there, um, feel free. My uh, friend code. Hold on a second. My code. My my my. Well, because it's not a friend code. The way that it works is you can't just like if your friends on the switch with somebody. Oh. They don't show up in Mario Maker. That is strange. They just they. They don't. It's very strange. It, um, so the way that you have to do that is your maker, your little character, your me character, uh, there's a spot where you can go and see your maps. You can see how well they're doing, all the maps that you've played, all the maps you've liked. Uh, but when you're looking at your character itself, you have to click on the picture, and then it'll bring up, like, stats. Oh, okay. And right under your character is where that picture is. Um yeah, it's it's really bizarre. I don't know why they built it that way, but that's always that's Nintendo for yeah. you. They always fuck up one thing. Um, where in the fuck is that? I swear to God, I had the picture on my phone. There it is. Okay, so if you want to add me on Mario Maker and check out my maps, um, it's uh, my ID is four eight four eight H as in Helen. Um, why is this picture fucking up? Hold on, give me one second. No, it's not. It's not showing up. It's really bizarre. Uh, 
Give me a second. So, 48H. Those are the first three. They also changed it. It's not like 18 fucking letters. It's it's only, uh... Oh my you know God. what? Just send this it to me in, in, in Discord, and I'll put it in... I'll put it in the details of the episode details. Yeah. So if people want to... What's... what's Yeah, what's so frustrating about that is I've sent it to... I sent it to people. It didn't save on my phone. So I'm looking through the messages with them, and it didn't save to them. They're just like, where the fuck? What the fucking? How in the fucking? So I'm just very confused and hurt, honestly. We've, hurt by messengers. We've all been hurt by messenger from time to time. How is this picture? It's so weird, I can't even save the image. It blinks for like a second and then goes away. It's so weird. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll just give Josh the, the messenger or the, um... Actually, I'll just pull up my switch. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 um... <laughs> this was... I, I, I honestly got it right here. I'm stupid. I'm just stupid. I didn't bring up my fucking switch. Don't know why I didn't do that, but whatever. Here we are. Um, okay. So, my code is... Now that we're finally here... 48H, as in Helen. 982TNG, as in the next generation. Cool. There you go. And I've ma- I've made four courses. I'm working on a f- I'm working on a few more. So yeah, and then you can see all my liked courses and all the ones that I've got world records in, which is one apparently. But um, but yeah, I I like I said, I thoroughly enjoy Mario Maker. It's been a blast to play, and I plan on playing it forever and ever. For and ever a while, anyway. But yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I did it. just want to say it. one that's thing. I'm not all. putting that's anything it. out that's there, but I just want to say, uh, Brittany, uh, Brian, we love you guys. We're thinking of you, and you know, every every, every day we are thinking of you too. Every day. Uh, just wanted to put that out there. Yep. Um. For anybody wanting to keep up with the podcast on what we're watching and uh, check out, you know, listen to our th- opinions next week. Again, we are watching the film on Netflix, I Am Mother, yep. and uh, Stranger Things Season 3. Um, both are relatively short. I don't short. even know what the episode I count is. Stranger Things is what, 10 episodes? I know it was, I was, I know it was, I know it was eight in season one and nine in season well, two. I'm so thinking of the other seasons. I'm going to assume maybe eight episodes, maybe nine, maybe ten, who knows. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's not long though, it's pretty succinct uh, stories. But yeah, um, watch those, come hang out with us next week guys when we discuss those and have a much shorter show not a two-hour fucking show yeah uh, and sometimes we uh, we go off the rails and we get carried away if you don't like it um again if you guys want to send us topics to talk about on uninhibited if there's ideas maybe something that you want us to watch and then kind of review in a very small format like a youtube video or some shit i don't fucking know uh send it our way on our on our twitter which is at Cued Up Podcast, 
send it in a message or a DM on Instagram, which is all queued up podcast with underscores under each or between each word. Uh, we have a discussion group and a, and a Facebook page on, um, on Facebook. Uh, just there's plenty of ways to communicate with us and get a hold of us and, and, and let us know what you think about the show. Let us know what you want us to talk about. If you have suggestions for shows that you want us to watch in the review podcast, we're more than happy to hear that out and, and, uh, talk about it. Um, just, just guys talk to us. Tell us, tell us how you feel. How you looking? You good? Feeling all right? You're looking cute today. Just, just saying. Were you, were you, were you talking to me? Anyway, guys. <laughs> Oh, oh they're, they're, the they're lovely people. I said the audience was cute, Josh. I appreciate you. all of them. You know, we do have, uh, <laughs> we've got listeners worldwide. I mean, we got people that listen in Europe, Australia, Asia, Canada, United States. You know, I appreciate all of our listeners. You know, I would just, I would truthfully enjoy feedback. I'd like to hear from you guys. Leave comments on our episodes. Uh, leave us reviews on iTunes or on uh, Podbean or on Stitcher or you know Radio Public, leave us leave us some feedback. You know, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on uh, the All Queued Up Facebook page. Let us know. We 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 love feedback. We love hearing from you guys. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely do so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's gonna do it for us. That is going to be it for the podcast. We need to call she this. She needs a nap. Uh, I need a sandwich. I need, a, I need to. <laughs> that might be the title of today's nap. episode. He needs a nap. And I need a sandwich. Honestly, I, after yesterday, like I was just my brain was fried. Like I woke up, I uh, did some laundry, did some chores, and then immediately went door dashing. And then right after door dashing, went and saw Spider Man. Far I gotta home. wait until Saturday. We'll see Spider-Man Far From Home, folks. It's really good. Um, it's it's pretty great because it answers questions that you might have had at the end of Endgame, okay. and then tells its own story, which is really nice. Like, uh, again, that's not spoilers because yeah, yeah. I didn't get into the specificity of it. But um. It, my point is my 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 go, my go to get people to go see it is good deal. Answers questions about Endgame. Um, yeah, so so go go watch that because of that, and then stay for the Spider Man, or go for the Spider Man and whatever. I don't go see fucking Spider Man. It's great. Uh, but yeah, right after that, I door dashed for another like few hours, and then came home and played video games for fucking four hours with the guys, and then crashed at twelve, and apparently woke up at seven. Going, I'm still fucking right. tired. So, well, let's get well, let's get out of here then. I, yeah, I'm just. It's let's go on and blast off at the speed of sound. All right, that was weird, but take care. See you guys everybody. next week.